I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. It screams, I don't care. It's a horrible response. Oh, and I, I think because it's now. one letter, it's one letter as well. So, so someone could be, could have written you a really long letter or a yeah. really long message. Sorry, and then you reply with K. Actually, actually, it's funny you mention that because if we were back in the old times and you had been writing your your lover who had gone uh, overseas for work, and you had to write them a ten page letter, and you got a letter back just saying K, K, <laughs> that'd be a little bit, that'd um, be incredibly imagine. rude. Like, like I, I love you. I hope to see you on the morrow someday soon, my love. And then they write back just in beautifully, you know, calligraphy ink. Kate, you like, for, God, for God's sake. Yeah. Like. It's bad. Yeah. Apparently that is the rudest thing that you can write in a message. So I know a lot of people now are listening and they may be fighting with their other halves and now they're going to write K. I love it. This is adding to our arsenal. So uh, apart, yeah. apart from the uh, passive aggressive emojis that you do use, now you have just that little word, K. Yeah. Oh, it's it was bad, like two isn't it? seconds. <laughs> so I just got a message there from uh, you saying, "Hey, yeah, yeah." I, I just, I just wanted to feel it. I'm just having a look at it now, and it's like, "Kate, yeah, yeah." It, it is cool. real. Yeah. That's what you should have wrote to me when I didn't invite you to my party. Oh yeah, Kate, Kate, Kate. thanks. When I said, "Oh, you're going to come over Kate. after the show," you should have wrote back, "Kate." Yeah, Kate. You're coming over. Yeah, Kate. Cool. They are now added to the passive-aggressive library of things that you need to do. Um, K is apparently the worst thing that you can send back to a message. I, it, again, I imagine it depends on the context, but uh, yeah, it's, pre- it's pretty rude. It Not just looks wrong. You can send. It is rude. Absolutely yeah. is rude. Um, <laughs> K. Yeah, yeah K, K is... Uh, do you know what? The funniest thing. I'm actually going to send this to you. I looked at my last message to my mother right? Mm-hmm. So her auntie turned 90, but just before that, she had actually sent me this only two days ago. You will see the K. <laughs> Literally two days ago, my mother wrote me the ruse thing that you can write in a message. There you go. Like the she poor is woman. just, yeah, it's awful. Right. There you go. There you you've, go. You've, been, you've been educated now this evening. If you've been using the letter K just to reply, apparently people are thinking you're a little bit standoffish and a bit of a... <clears throat> I won't say I won't say what you are, but there you go. The rudest reply that you can send. Uh, on the way next, I don't know if you've ever heard about this, but some people are constantly 
in a state of arousal. They're, I've got a condition where they're constantly turned on and I can have up to 50 orgasms a day, which sounds insane, right? It sounds hilariously funny as well. Like That sounds the start of like some sort of Eddie Murphy movie from the 90s. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. You know? Like, you um, think, like, this could be the best thing that could ever happen to you. I mean, constantly turned on. Who doesn't want that? You're going down on the bus and the vibrations from the bus just send you over the edge and you can't cope. But you just um, can't but, concentrate on anything else. Well, yeah, like, imagine that you're trying to do um, your college exams or whatever and this was going on. You, you couldn't think, you couldn't do your driving test properly. Because it's a physical thing. It's not even you thinking about it. Yeah, it's like regardless it's of even... Thing. without yeah Without any filthy things going on in your mind. But if you can start to imagine what it might be like on a daily basis for you to be in a constant state of arousal, constantly turned on, constantly just on the brink on the brink of orgasm, um, you, you might start imagining how difficult and awkward it would be for your job, for your family life, for your work life, for everything. It could cause massive problems. But there's a biological reason as to why that is happening, and, it's, and not necessarily a psychological reason, but um, there's problems. Hundreds of people, um, thousands of people every year are getting uh, affected by this, but what can they do? If you want to know more about that, why people are in a constant state of arousal, what they can do to overcome it, and more things about the biology and science behind orgasms, we'll be talking to Professor... Uh, we'll be talking to a psychology professor from the Rutgers University over in the United States next on Just That. So listen, if you have any questions for him or you just want to kind of find out what's going on with people who have that condition, he's on the way next here on Room FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. Now, uh, why do we orgasm? It seems maybe like a, a little bit of a stupid question. And are there people out there that study orgasms from a specific point of view? Um, for science, yes, there is. We're going to chat to someone now who has spent um, several years and a huge amount of research investigating male and female orgasms um, and some of the reasons why we might have them, some of the functions that they have, how they impact your brain, and also what might happen when uh, orgasms kind of go wrong. So joining us now from the... Sorry, from the, the Rutgers Newark facility. Uh, he's been a professor there for years, a distinguished professor, may I add, working now in the psychology department. Uh, professor Barry Komisarik, how are you? I'm okay. Thank you very much for uh, contacting me. Yeah, thank you very much because this, uh, this whole science of this area, I think, is fascinating and maybe not really ever talked about. You know, you'd maybe giggle or snigger at the idea of, ha, ah, he said orgasm and, he, and, you know, we're not really allowed to mention that. But uh, for how long have you been studying, like, the biological mechanisms behind orgasms? Well, studied sexual response, and orgasm is a special case of the sexual response, but I've, I've been studying sexual response for um, um, over 50 years, in one way or another. Over 50 years. And now, I, I just I assume... I started out when I was very young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I just assume that so, everyone can orgasm. No, not everybody can orgasm. Uh, there are actually... Uh, that's a very interesting question that you raised, because... Uh, uh, there, uh, it's called anorgasmia, people who can't orgasm, and there is very little known about that. There are just there are a few situations uh, that can account for why people don't have orgasms. But one of the major ones is that they uh, are on antidepressants, and antidepressants have a, a notorious, uh, powerful inhibitory effect on orgasm. But also other kinds of disease, uh, uh, diabetes and uh, Parkinsonism. Uh, brain injury, uh, spinal cord injury. The, there are a number of different um, reasons why people don't have orgasms. But for people who don't have any obvious uh, uh, physical uh, medical problem, mm. um, it's it's not clear 
there could be psychological problems also, um, uh, abuse. But it's it's not well understood why people don't have orgasms. That's funny that you mention that because uh, I had a friend, this is years ago, I had a friend who was dating a girl and I remember him telling me, saying that she told him she couldn't orgasm ever and she's never had one, she never could have one. And he was obviously then, uh, as a, a stupid man, was like, oh, I'm going to be the first man ever to, <laughs> to be able to make her orgasm. But he, he just couldn't and he was just kind of like confused because I'd never heard of that uh, being an well, actual I, thing before. I, and I don't yeah, know if she was on uh, antidepressants, but... Here's an interesting anecdote, true anecdote. I, I uh, you know, I do brain imaging of sexual response and orgasm. And um, uh, there was a, a woman who interviewed me for uh, an article, and she told me that she doesn't, she doesn't, she's never had an orgasm. And I said, would you be interested in in uh, uh, doing a brain scan and see what what we can find? So she said, sure. We set it up. It took a while for me to get it all arranged because I have to get all kinds of approvals. And um, we had it all set up the, the night before. She called me up and she said she can't participate. I said, What's, what happened? She said, well, I had my first orgasm. I have a new boyfriend, and I had my first orgasm. No. <laughs> so there could be all kinds of factors, psychological and experiential. Hey, you know, we, we really don't understand it well. Can I ask you just for out of curiosity there mentioning, how do you... Like, what happens during a brain imaging session when you're trying to study sexual arousal in, in a lab setting? Like, do you have to show people, like, adult movies? Or how does that work when you're able to capture the brain images? No, we, we ask them to just masturbate. And uh, um, it just, uh, with their eyes closed or open, whatever, we don't give them any specific uh, stimuli. And we just uh, ask them to masturbate, and they do. And, and uh, we have, they... Most, almost everybody has orgasms in the in the scanner. One of the problems, one of the technical problems that I had to uh, overcome is the head movement because it's very, you know it's hard to tell oh, people yeah, to yeah. lie still uh, because any head movement in the scanner really makes a blurry picture. So I designed a uh, a, a mechanism, a a, a a device to um, restrict the head movement. So now it's it's a it's a thermoplastic mask that we put on, uh, molded to the face and the head, and then we also have a neck brace, and we mold the mask to the neck brace, and then we bolt it down to the uh, table. So they can only move less than two millimeters um, during, during at any point, including, including during their orgasm. But that was, uh, it took a while to, to get that perfected, but we have that now. And you know, in terms of, okay, the G-spot, you know, women have a G-spot, men have a G-spot, but is it true that it well, is literally a spot that you have to just... Okay, well, this is... This is um, the, the, the issue about that is it's not a spot. It's, it's, not, it's not a thing. Uh, you know, they're, they're the, uh, the, the anterior part of the, of the vagina, of the vaginal wall, that is the, the part facing the belly as opposed to facing the back, you know, the anterior surface, standing up and anterior is going forward. So the anterior part of the uh, vaginal wall is where uh, the G-spot has been described to occur. But at that region, uh, the not only is it the anterior wall of the vagina, which happens to be more sensitive than, other, uh, than the lateral walls, the side walls, or the back wall of the vagina. So the anterior wall itself is more sensitive. In addition to that, the clitoris, um, you know, what is typically referred to as the clitoris is really just the tip, tip of the clitoris. It's, it, the clitoral, the actual clitoris is shaped like a wishbone, 
and the legs, the, the legs of the wishbone, really they, they extend into the body and they actually straddle the, vag, the, the vaginal canal on the outside of the, the outside of the vaginal canal. So uh, when you pr- and it's so when you press on the uh, anterior wall of the vagina, you're also pressing on the legs of the clitoris, and those legs um, are erectile. They, they they contain tissue just like uh, uh, the the uh, tissue in the penis that that becomes erectile where the blood flows into it and it, it swells. Uh, so that part of the clitoris actually does swell um, when there's uh, sexual arousal. In addition to that, there are two other structures that produce erotic sensations that are located in the same place. One of those is the urethra, which is the uh, the urinary canal coming from the uh, bladder and that, yeah. uh, that passes the urine. And there are women who say that urethral stimulation can be erotic. You know, they, they put uh, bobby pins up the, up the urethra. It has, you know, some erotic sensation. But in addition to that, there is the... The prostate gland uh, is not only in men. The women also have a prostate gland, and the prostate gland surrounds the urethra. And stimulation of the prostate gland also produces erotic sensation. Those are all those four structures are right in line, right with the anterior wall. So if you if if you press against the anterior wall of the vagina, you're not only pressing against the vagina, but you're pressing against the the legs of the clitoris and the, the prostate gland itself and the urethra. All of which, each of which has its own nerve supply, different nerves, and each of which has it, it can produce erotic sensation. So it's a it's a perfect storm of erotically sensitive regions. That is the region that's stimulated when you press, you know, the, mm-hmm. the region of the of the G spot. And if, you know, everybody has different anatomical structures. The length and the width of the of the penis and the, and the vagina, uh, they're variable in humans. So, so depending on the individual variations, there's going to be more or less of that uh, concatenation of four different erotic zones, parts of the body. So, some women may experience, uh, you know, the the pleasure of stimulating all of them together, and others may not. And I think that so it's not a spot, but it's a it's a a region that happens to be just in the anterior wall because those structures are not in the lateral wall, the side walls, and they're not in the posterior wall. So it's just a it's a, 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 a group of erotic erotically sensitive regions mm. that constitutes the G spot. But it's not a spot. It's a it's a region. Maybe asking it might be sound like a stupid question, but why do we have orgasms? Well, you know, um, they're very pleasurable, <laughs> and I believe that pleasure has an important role in evolution. Because if it didn't feel good, animals wouldn't do it. So it's a way of ensure. I would say that orgasms are intensely pleasurable, and they are a way of ensuring that procreation occurs it's a way it's it's evolutionarily uh, obvious that if if something is important to occur physiologically like reproduction then it should feel good and be pleasurable and so there's ensured that it gets repeated and performed and is there a difference I mean, between that, men and women? That seems women? to me the most obvious. What? Excuse me. Is is there a difference between men and men and women when they have an orgasm? How it affects their their brain? Actually, we've compared 
orgasms in men and women. And what we find is that the similarities in brain regions that are activated during orgasm are far, far more similar in women and men than are the differences because there's a generalized activation of basically all the systems in the brain they're all they're all go at orgasm in women and in men the big difference that we see is right after orgasm where there's a refractory period in men and that's much likely much less likely to occur in women so in other words uh, the refractory period is a time when um, men are most men are um, don't have a second orgasm or don't have they lose the erection the penile erection um, whereas women can continue having multiple orgasms but that's not the case with most men so that seems to be the big difference that there is a, a right after orgasm there is a a, a, a a growing insensitivity to further stimulation uh, erotic stimulation in men and that does not occur in women but that's the big difference that we see otherwise the uh, all the systems are go and uh, it feels pleasurable in both men and women before i am um, just moving on to something that we, we talked about before we kind of kicked off and, and just went live with this but you mentioned something to us just off the air about certain disorders that you have stumbled across and made some yeah, you know, uh, knowledge. And can you describe it's disorders of people yeah. feeling aroused a, constantly? This is a condition called uh, persistent genital arousal disorder uh, that was first characterized in 2001, only only uh, about 20 years ago, <clears throat> and by Sandra Liebel. Um And this is a condition in which uh, there's um, genital arousal stimulation, genital sensations intense genital sensations sometimes described as itch sometimes described as actual pain but it just it's persistent and uh in, in most women who have this condition it feels like they're on the verge of orgasm if they and they may have multiple orgasms um 50 per day um uh and they they're uncontrolled and they they can't uh, any any uh, m minor stimulation uh, sends them into this um, these waves of, of orgasms, and uh, it becomes extremely distressful. It's it's even more distressful because when they complain to their doctor about it, their doctors, their male doctors, have, in, what many of the women have said, their doctors say, "I wish my wife had that problem," <laughs> and that that makes them feel worse because it's yeah. uninvited, it's unwelcome. It's stressful. I mean, it's like it's like having a, a diet, a pure a diet of, of of sugar, nothing else but sugar. Uh, mm -hmm. Sure, it's, it's nice at the beginning, but it, after a while, it becomes stressful. Uh, and these women uh, are really, really distressed by this. Um, and uh, some of the we know of of at least six women in the last uh, four or five years who've actually committed suicide because they get no relief. And it just goes on and on and on, day after day and uh, month and year after year. Um, so it's extremely distressful. It's like they can't they can't go to work, they can't drive because any kind of vibration uh, sets off these these uh, this triggering sensation. And there are, we we also know of men in this condition uh, who have multiple ejaculations per day, and they can't go to work because uh, they you know they they sit there and they have a they ejaculate without doing anything. So it's it, it sounds funny, but it's extremely distressful, um, and th there has been no known cause for it. Uh, but um, uh, a few years ago, 
a doctor uh, who knew about some of my work on it, because I had done some brain imaging on it, he called me and said that his wife has the condition that she also, also has something called the Tarlov cyst. And I had never heard of that. Uh, but when I looked it up, uh, it's, it's a, a, like a blister that forms on the genital sensory nerves. And uh, I said, well, this could, be, this could be causing the irritation. And um, uh, so I, I uh, did a study where I asked uh, women in a support group, this uh, persistent genital arousal, support group to send me MRIs of their pelvis and uh, because that was typically what, what you know they do and they said no, there's nothing to see and it, and uh, I consulted with my uh, radiologist colleague and uh, they had uh, while in in the uh, general population of people who go into clinics for lower back pain or, or uh, leg pain maybe uh, up to nine percent fewer than ten percent of, of those people have a tarlow cyst that's related to the back pain or the leg pain. But yeah. when I was getting the, the responses from the women, 66% of the women had who have complained of this condition had a tarlow cyst, or one or more tarlow cysts. And now we're doing surgery. I have colleagues who are doing surgery. They, they, they take care of the cyst and, and the symptoms disappear. And then we found another cause of that, which is another way that the nerve can be irritated. The genital sensory nerves can be irritated, and that's by herniated intervertebral discs, this, you know, if a slip disc that can be pressing mm. on the nerve fibers in the spinal canal. And when, when those are resolved, when those are cut down and, and taken care of surgically, the symptoms disappear. So we have, now we have the first treatment, uh, understanding of what causes this uh, terrible condition, which is, you know, at least, at least 1% of the uh, population are estimated to, um, uh, to have the condition. So that's uh, at least a million people in the United States, and, and uh, you know, it's probably worldwide because we know of, of case, many cases in, in Europe and the UK. That is, yeah, I mean, it just uh, sounds so odd for, to think that somebody could orgasm due to like a vibration in a car or, you know, and yeah, yeah. like you said, it is something that you think, oh God, th- how lucky are they? Until you realise that this is constant. <laughs> You couldn't have a yeah. you couldn't have a meeting. You couldn't meet family or friends. You couldn't do anything. You, you couldn't go on a bus into That's work right. because uh, as, as as funny That's as it right. would sound, you, you'd laugh after a day and then after a year of this, you'd be kind of like, okay, I'm done now. But um, obviously, um, good to hear that there's, you've made progress on that and, and been able I, to treat and help. And you know, we we find that uh, in some cases, it's actually children um, ages for, starting from three years of age. Um, because we, you know, some women who we've uh, who, who we've uh, treated uh, said that uh, they they remember that when they were kids uh, they had genital sensation that they were rubbing their genitals all the time and they're very embarrassed and now and they say now they have daughters who are the same and they're doing the same thing uh, when uh, when they were the same age. So we have we've seen uh, children three years. Um, Seven years old, uh, it can some. It, there's there's a, a one idea is that there's a genetic predisposition of a weakened uh, connective tissue, which is genetic that predisposes people to develop these blisters. Um, and uh, also, uh, very often there's some traumatic injury, like a a, a car accident or a fall, um, or um, uh, chi- actually even childbirth, that mm. uh, produces um, extreme physical. Uh, pressures and stress on the pelvic region, and that can um, uh, stretch the uh, stretch and distort the connective tissue, and then it weakens it, and then it, uh, the blister forms because the blisters are filled with um, 
cerebrospinal fluid, which is under a lot of pressure. And so it, it forms a blister, and then there are the uh, aberrant nerve fibers that are in the, uh, in the cysts um, that, that get irritated. So that's, um, that's what we understand about mm. uh, most cases now of this, uh, of this very uh, troublesome condition. Uh, as you mentioned, yeah, obviously, um, good to hear that you move in the right direction with treatments uh, for that. And unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. But um, Professor Barry Komisarek, I know you've published two books as well. If you're listening, you want to find a little bit more information about that. There is the Science of Orgasm from 2006 and also the Orgasm Answer Guide, if you're listening and would like a little bit more uh, yeah. knowledge and information from that. But um, uh, Professor, is there anywhere online you'd recommend people can find your work or follow you online? Um, well, just uh, you can look me up at Rutgers University or, or just... Um, uh, you can use my name and orgasm on YouTube, and there are videos of, uh, of the brain activity during orgasm. And um, uh, so that, that would be another way of, uh, but if you, I'm connected to Rutgers University. You, I have a website there um, and um, YouTube yeah. um, and Google, and you can get information about my work from those sources. Okay. Perfect. 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 Well, listen, uh, Professor Barry Komisarek, thank you so much for giving up your time this evening, and we will chat to you again soon. Okay. It's my pleasure. Thank you for your interest. No worries at all. Here is uh, New Rose. This is Pasta. It's a uh, Cormac and Tisha here in Room 104. I'll see you. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. A good day for most, uh, well, a lot of businesses as we, un, oh, I was going to say, unlocked Level 3. Because this whole thing is a computer game. That's what it is. It's not real life at all. It is a simulation and it's a computer game. No. So we were chatting to a few of the guys from the Salon Rouge out in Inchicore a little bit earlier on. And a few people who were back in their gyms today. We've finally gotten someone on the line who uh, was lucky enough to step foot inside a pub today. Alice, what's the story? How are things? Hi, I, I'm good. I'm great after being in a pub today. First time so in yeah, a long time. First time. Absolutely, in, in way too long. <laughs> Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Please tell me what it's like. 
to be honest, it was just, it was unreal. So we were in the Abbey Tavern in Hoth, which I'd never been in before, but yeah. uh, it was class. And lads, honestly, to say that the, when they brought the Guinness out, I like, I was giddy. We were just so excited <laughs> to have an actual pint of Guinness. It was unbelievable. And were you kind of cornered off a bit or like, was it totally different to what it was like it, before? Like it was definitely, it was definitely different as in we walked in, we had a booking um, and we walked in and uh, the like the woman at the front, like the he- front of staff or front of house yeah. had like a, she had one of those kind of visors, clear visors on, but like she was happy out. She was delighted to have people there. She brought us to our table and there, it was definitely different. Like there was a bit of lack of atmosphere as in we were all very clearly spread apart but at the yeah. same time like it, it was for us there's three of us there's myself my boyfriend and our best friend and the three of us were just delighted to have a drink like so for us it didn't really make any difference that we weren't around a load of people you know that kind of way yeah um, yeah. it was just nice we were like we just wanted an actual draft pint and <laughs> Yeah, it was great. And it was oh, nice having things... dinner out and someone else making dinner and not having to clean up. And Yeah, yeah for the first time in a hell of a long time. So could we, how, how long before uh, did you make your book? And like, did you make it today or had you made this book in, like a few days ago? Oh, no, literally today. As in, we were like, we're going to go for a wa- walk and host. I was off work today. Um, and we were like, we're going to go for a walk. And then we were like, Fuck it, will we see if we can get some pints. And... Um, yeah, so we just we just called them up and they were so nice. We were like, yeah, we're so happy to be back open and have people coming back in. Um, but yeah, it was great. And, and was the meal just a bowl of peanuts and some bacon fries? <laughs> no, it was actually, like in fairness, again, I've never been there, um, but the food was actually unreal. We all had, um, like I had scampi and chips, Liam had fish and chips and Brendan had the like seafood chowder kind of mm. pie thing. But like their food was unreal. Um uh, we actually, we went for the pints, but the food was class, in fairness. And did you have to stay until, or sorry, did you have to leave after 90 minutes, was it? Or no, it's 105 it, now that they booked Oh, 105. It yeah, so yeah, was, like, it, did they come over then and say, right, it's time to leave, or what, what happened? No, they were very sound about it. Like, they didn't, they weren't watching the clock, but at the same time, actually, the guards came in when we were in there. Um, now, they didn't, there was no fuss. They just walked in, checked if everyone was, like, far yeah. away from each other. And uh, we, now we had got a six o'clock sitting, so they were doing like four, six, eight o'clock sitting. I think was their thing, and yeah. um, we were in a six. And they didn't like they didn't rush us out by any means, but we also were out by the end of our, by the end of our time. But yeah, the guards came in and everything, and just checked that we were all kind of abiding by the rules. <laughs> the story I'm going with is Alice gets arrested on first day of phase <laughs> yeah. three. <Yeah>. Alice <laughs> stayed till she went in at six and refused to leave. <laughs> Alice and James, that's your new name from now on. We'll just, just uh, say it after that and see what's going ideal. on. Ideal. Cool. But, but was there many people in there at six o'clock like or was it, you know, because I'm trying to think no. Monday six o'clock and above anyway wouldn't be busy usually. And that's the thing, and and because we went like we we were actually out for a walk anyway, and that's why we were like, oh feck it, we'll we see if we can go somewhere, um, and it was very quiet. But we had we had tried, we live in the city centre, like, and we had tried to call a few places in the city centre, and and nobody even answered their phones. So um, yeah, it was only when we went out for a walk, and I'd say they were quieter out there 
you know, generally because it was a Monday evening. So yeah. um, we were lucky. But no, it wasn't It wasn't busy. And it, it definitely did lack, as in, like, the staff were unreal. They had loads of stuff there. Like, if there was anyone that would have been worried about things, that they totally put you at ease. But, like, it definitely did lack a bit of crack in atmosphere. You know, it's, it's just not the same when you're not all being like, oh, let's have three more pints all together. You know, it, it is definitely different. Your, your, yeah, your devilment is limited to uh, 105 minutes. Yeah. And you can just go on. It's like, right, get out <laughs> yeah. now. You're like, okay, well, fair enough, fair enough. And we cheekily asked, we were like, so, do you know, is there somewhere that you think that we could get some another drink with, like, without getting so much food or whatever? And, uh, and the lovely person that was serving us came back and she was like, well, you know, we could go to Centra and get cans. And we were like, ah, yes. No, I love it. <laughs> we have been doing this. <laughs> you sit down on the, go, go down the, the pier or go down the walk and, and yeah. have a few cans on the, yeah, on the thing exactly. there. Exactly. Well, look, at least um, you got the experience, which was brilliant, because I'm dying to yeah, get back into a pub. Yeah, absolutely. And it was so nice for me as someone who likes Guinness, like, to have a yeah. proper bite to Guinness, it was well worth it. It was really good, and and for anyone that would have been in any way worried, like, geez, it was it was perfect. Like, you, there'd be no reason, as in everyone else was miles away, and there was hand sanitizers. They even had these weird things, that, like it was great, but on the door, like if you went into the bathroom and back, you opened it with your foot. Like they had these little shoe oh, things. Yeah, so they they really had they had thought of everything, and I think a lot of places will be the same. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah I can't wait now. Right, and well, it's nice uh, yeah. that there wasn't a queue. I know it was Monday, but still, the fact that you were were able to kind of go to Hoth anyway and then book yeah. on the same day that was really good. Yeah, yeah that's no, what I would have thought. Everywhere would have been kind of rammed and. Uh, booked out a couple of days in advance. But uh, cool. Well, yeah. listen, uh, thanks for your uh, pub report back, Alice. We do appreciate getting uh, no the information from the front lines. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, Anytime you want me to drink pints, I will <laughs> be there for you guys. <laughs> right, we'll give you a call tomorrow and see where you've gotten the dark to then. Uh, listen, thanks a million for popping on, Alice. We'll chat you again soon. Pleasure. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. See you later. Again, oh, always cool. drink responsibly and visit drinkaware.ie. But, um... I want yeah. to go though. Are you dying to try it? Dying to try a pub now. Where, where's the where, like? If you could pick any pub in Dublin now, where would be the first one you'd go for a pint? Oh, I think Hogan's. Oh God, yeah. I love Hogan's for I love a pint of Guinness. I forgot I to Hogan. ask. I forgot to ask Alice whether or not she's. Uh, you're. I. I don't think you're allowed to sit at the counter. I think that's. A no-go area in the pubs. I don't think you're allowed to sit at the counter, but it's my favourite spot in the whole entire world, sitting down at the counter and making sure no one talks to you. But I'd probably go to the to the bank in town would be one of my favourites now. Yeah, the bank is good, actually. I think, oh, but honestly, only if I can get I'd... the counter, though. Only if you can get the counter. See, I'd never really sit at the counter, but, you know, the whole process of going up to is the bar... because you can't see over the counter? <laughs> That's why I used to like it, because I could sit on the high chair. Okay. Um, but going over to the bar and ordering your drink, you know, like... And then you're yeah. like, oh, well, I have some crisps with that. Like, you can't do that anymore. So that is that is a bit sad, but... Well, the, the other good thing is that everywhere is table service now, which is also good. Yeah. Yeah, in so a way, that is good. It. And you're not going into a packed pub anymore, which is nice. But yeah. it will be hard, I'd say, at the weekends. Like, we're only really able to go for... Well, we could go on a Sunday as well, but, you know, we only have Saturday and Sunday, and they will be busy days at the weekend. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, to be booking yeah. into a pub... You might probably want to do it a few days in advance um, if you want to get a Saturday. Oh, I'd say Saturday's gone. I'd say you won't be able to get anywhere in the city centre in, in, in Saturday, anyway. I'd yeah. say. 
I might Probably. be lying now. Well, not lying. It might, might not be correct, but I'd say that most places are, are booked up. Paul has just messaged in. How are you, Paul? What's the crack? He says, I would love to know if anyone called in sick for their first day back in work to go yeah. for a pint. I'd say I'd so. say they did. Or they're going to call in sick tomorrow. <laughs> Th- that'll be it, actually, Paul. Yeah, I'd say but there'll I be a lot of people, funnily enough, sick. Although you're working from home, so you'd probably get away with it. You, you probably would get away with it, yeah. Do you actually, know what, what's though? the deal with calling in sick when you're working from home? Well, I mean, if you're sick, you're sick. I just be kind of like, yeah, but sure, you've been working from home for ages, so you can work. You're only only a few sniffles, but you relax. But you I remember people when send I send you home. Go on. Yeah, when I walked into work that day, just as kind of lockdown was happening, and we were still actually working in the studio at the time, and I came in, and I had a cold. Now it ended up just being a cold, but I came in, and obviously you were like, you need to leave. So when I went home and rang Nobby. Uh, who's my line manager, uh, I rang Nobby and he said, okay, cool, as in like, you know, go to bed. But I was thinking, but I'm at home, of course I can work. <laughs> Do you know that kind of way? Like I thought, yeah. I'm in my house anyway and I'll probably be talking to a friend on the phone. I might as well be talking to you on the phone. So I, I'd, uh, wonder, I'd wonder if that's been an issue for some people. Because like, usually, as I said, has. usually one of the reasons if you're sick and you're in bits... Part of it is yeah. because you don't want to give it to absolutely everyone in the office. And part of it is because yeah. obviously you're not well and you have to go home sick. But I, I, I wonder if certain bosses are now like, you're sick, yes, yeah, so what? You're, you're already home. So just yeah. do your work. Or like at least answer emails or that kind of thing. Yeah, they probably Yes, yeah, so I can get you on the phone. You're not, you're not working. Just be on the phone, will you? I wonder if anyone has got that. Paul said you call mm. out sick when you're working from home. Ah, very good. You don't call in sick. You just call out sick. Yeah, you, would you feel extra guilty if you're sick? Because you're just like, you know. You'd want to be bad. You know, if you are if you had a cold and you went in to work, yeah. for the most part, okay, for us, you know, I did actually broadcast with the cold and I sounded yeah. a bit muffled. But, you know, for most jobs, if you just have a cold, you still can get your emails. You can do that kind of stuff, even in bed. Do you know that kind yeah. of way? So you'd have to be very sick to not be able to work. Oh, I'd, I'd say that's good. That would do, mm, oh, that would do everyone's heads in. Yeah. That could I'm be a sick, new thing, actually, that, that could yeah. really throw people. Um, there's no such thing as a sick day, because you're at home anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but you but might, also, especially if you've gone out for a few pints this evening, yeah. because a lot of people, if you're working, well, it depends on where you're working, obviously, but you might, we all, we all have an extra half an hour, an hour in bed anyway, because we mm. don't have to travel into work. So you might be able to overcome the hangover that bit better and be okay to work. And then you might just start... Like, are you able to, you know, you've no excuse for being late if you're working from home either, are you? Like, you don't answer your phone till 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning. You're like, no. oh. But I'm kind of thinking as well, the pub situation we were talking about, it could be booked up for the next couple of weekends. Yeah. People have a time slot. So it can't, you can't just go to a pub at midday and stay there till midnight. So you yeah, have to move on. So in that regard, you know, can people really go mental when they're out, unless they're booking into loads of different pubs. But if you just yeah, gone you out... Yeah, you have food on top of that as well, which obviously yeah. is going to slow up your drinking. So you're probably not going to be as um, loose, I'll put it, as you, yeah. as you were before. Yeah, yeah no, good point, good point. Uh, if you have been in a pub today, or you're on your way home from your local, which has opened up for the first time in a long time, uh, let us know what it was like. 087-67-97-104. Be interested to see how other places are doing it, how the crack was. Uh, we should really be broadcasting from the front lines now. We, we should be broadcasting from, from Hogan's from yeah. the rest of the week and just going, we'll have our little booth. We're like, here we're going, happy days, let us know. Um, cool, listen, uh, any other, if you have any other pub stories from today, if you manage to make it inside to your local for one or two and see what the crack was, do let us know, 087 67 Here's... 
FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Uh, happy day, starting to get back to normal. Uh, there's more information, by the way, on the latest kind of COVID numbers up on fm104.ie. Heading in the right direction. The only thing we have to be worried about and concerned about is the fact that, <laughs> one, the World Health Organization has said that the pandemic is nowhere near over and nope. is exploding. Cases are still exploding around the world. So it's nowhere near, from a global pandemic situation, it's nowhere near over. And that is thanks to the UK and the US and Brazil. Um, kind of just wrecking the place at the moment with regards to cases still t- still exploding. So the one worry now is we're grand. It's just going to be travel is obviously the thing that brought it here and travel will be the thing that brought it back. So we're going to have to be uh, mindful of that if you're thinking of going away. Well, maybe just leave it just a little bit. Maybe just leave it just a little bit until we kind of uh, sort that out because it can come back and it can explode and then all our good hard work in phase one and two will have been undone. No one, and I'm sure you don't want to head back into phase one or phase two of lockdown again. You don't want to have your hairdresser closed down again, your barbers, or the creches, as you mentioned, they're open as well. So listen, more more details up on FM104. There's a scam doing the rounds that I saw a little bit earlier on. People getting oh, emails no, saying they've been, called, yeah, they've been called for jury, jury duty. Um, people, cl- the oh. email claims that people from the court service are emailing them saying, hey, you've been a... Uh, you know, someone for, for jury duty, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, they're asking they click this link, and then bad things happen when you click the link. So, no. just a heads up. I'm no, not sure I exactly what spam. it is. It's probably just a fishing one. Go on. I got a spam message. Well, I think it was a spam message. See, this is the thing, right? From somebody that we both know mutually who works in radio, okay, who told me <laughs> in a message that, uh, can you please follow my friend? Her account got deleted. Something, something, something. A very unlike this person message. Yeah. So I was really worried to click into it because I've never seen a spam message on Instagram. Uh, I've I've gotten bots of weird accounts where it's like, you know, you know it's just some weird lad setting up a fake picture of a girl or a model. And it's like, hey, hey, triple X over here, add me. And you're like, I really don't think you're a genuine person. Yeah. it's It's really... It's really hard to know, and I'm so nosy that I just want to click in and see what it is. <laughs> Do you know, sometimes you get those messages, and it's like, search a look, exclamation mark, and then it's yeah. spam, and you're like, look at what? Oh, my God, what do I have to look at? Is this gossip? Is this juicy gossip that I will be happy to have heard for the next year, uh, or am I spammed? Yeah. Usually spammed. It's, yeah, it's... But, but, did, but did it lead to, it wasn't anything, you know, got no data taken off your end, or... No, nothing that I know of, no. See, that's the thing. I don't know. I've clicked into many a spam message. Mm. And nothing seems to have happened, but maybe someone is gathering all of my information. Maybe someone has cloned your account and there's an alternative Sir Shalong operating online somewhere. Uh, no, the, the email comes from invitation at courts.ie, but that's the, that's the email. It's a dodgy email, so if you do get it, uh, ignore it. You haven't been called for jury duty. You only get called via post. So it's only through your letterbox on your front door. Uh, has uh, will be the only time you're, you've ever be summoned. Uh, have you ever been summoned to sit on a jury? I have, I have, yeah, twice. Did you, did you sit on it? I didn't sit on it both times because I at the time was teaching drama and I couldn't get anyone to cover me, so I couldn't get the time off. I would have had to shut the school down, so I actually couldn't do it. But very interesting cases. I'm not allowed to say. Did you? Did you? Did, did you? Get on to them and tell them. Did they let you? Did they excuse you? Yeah, the judge excused me. I had to go up with my excuse, and uh, I just told her that I run a 
drama school for kids and I'd have to stop working and not be paid if I was to go on this because it could have gone on for 12 weeks yeah. um, and the one that, that obviously I was asked to to sit in on was a very interesting case but it, it, it wasn't straightforward so uh, it could have easily been that long so she just said that's fine you what is the situation with pay if you're on a trial like that um, I think your employer has to pay you like as in if we were someone now and the two of us decided we want to do it uh, we can do it but are, like, are, no one are can you, tell you you can't do it I know but does your does your employer have to pay you or is it like Georgia, we're not paying you yes no, I wouldn't have say to, they have, to, have pay. to pay do they I'm I'm nearly certain. Yeah, I'm nearly certain they do. I'm nearly I'm nearly a hundred percent sure on that. Um, obviously, working for yourself is completely different. But I think if you're working for a company, they have to. Sure, then nobody would. That's would very do true. It. Actually, yeah. Like uh, what, what, yeah. <laughs> he was voted not guilty because we just couldn't get enough people to do the jury. We literally uh, couldn't. Yeah. I'm just looking at the website. No, a here. lot, a lot of a lot of um, um, employers hate when you're called. Well, obviously, like that because it could go on for for weeks on end. It's, so it's they don't know how long you're going Kicking yes. the teeth, paying for absolutely nothing. I'm um, just looking here on um, the jury service courts of Ireland. Uh, there is no payment for jury service. Travel expenses are not allowed. Um, although, if you are in employment and are attending for jury service, you are entitled to be paid while you're away from work. There should be no loss of any other apl- employment rights while you serve on a jury. Yeah, there you go now. It's kind of cool. It's a nice little break, isn't it? Away from work. <laughs> if you're <laughs> yeah, on an interesting drama. Case. Yeah, you're like, a oh, God. Drama, yeah. Well, you're boring yeah. insurance claim case. You'd be like, oh, my God, this is doing my nuts in. Um, I'd say it's tiring, though. Like, I wonder how long I the days are. Like, like, when yeah, do they start? I, I can't remember exactly, but I remember being in for most of the day. Yeah. So you're sitting around until you're called, so your number yeah. might get called, and then they tell you what it what what the case is. And uh, I think then they whittle it down and they pick you. And I think obviously they have to pick a variety of people based on age and sex. And I mean, if I know anything from my legal dramas I've watched on American TV, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know the ins and outs of how these jury systems work. Now I don't really know mm. much about how how it works here, but there you go. You actually, yeah, didn't realize. Didn't realise you still had to be paid um, by your employer when you're out of work. Madness. Yeah. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 